Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Schmidt and Lavelle. My name is Tom Lavelle, and as always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Tim On Schmidt here. Tim Schmidt. <laughs> You're still here? You're still here, just Tim? Try, just trying to get some camera time here, you know? <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 76ers, Dollar Dog Night, Not So Handy, Mr. Timothy Schmidt, Clip Sabotage, we'll let you know what that means, Roxborough Traffic, and People on their speakerphones, a new segment that we've started. So, Tim, before we get started into that, I want to I want to first um, reply to some comments that we've received um, from our latest videos. So, to Mister Me Seeks, in response to our video that we posted last night of us watching the Sixers game side by side, kind of watched it in a similar fashion, which was a uh, I thought kind of funny to find out that we're both pacing in the room watching this game. But uh, Mr. Meeseeks responded, the worst fans in sports, referring to <laughs> Philadelphia sports fans. We uh, we thanked Mr. Meeseeks for his uh, for his comment. Tim, what do you think about what Mr. Meeseeks had to say about us? Well, it's, um, I mean, the rhetoric has been out there for years and years and years. So it's not something we haven't heard before. And uh I'm always welcome to constructive criticism from other fan bases in in, in the country. <laughs> so thank you, Mr. Meeseeks. Um, to a person that's made a couple comments and seems to be our number one fan, Mr. Ill One, in response to our uh, Taco Bell um, eating video and uh, not go quietly into that good night, Ill mm. One says, not all heroes wear capes, which is true. That is true. One of us is a hero on this show. Well, the other one is one of, just someone one of us that takes is, up space. One of us is just trying to be a hero, I guess. <laughs> the other is just wasting space, like you said. You know? <laughs> All right. And so the the last comment I want to talk about, actually, I loved this comment um, from Terry Konecki. Konecki? Am I saying it right? Konecki. Uh, Terry Konecki, yeah. Terry Konecki. This is in response to uh, our video about umpires in local Little League. Denny Myers is my brother. Thanks for remembering him. It brought a smile to our family. Tim, that, that brings a smile to my heart. That's a uh, that's a nice comment, and I'm happy that uh, they enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Very, very well-known Roxburgh, Matty Unk family. The Konecki's, uh Fred Konecki actually reached out to me on the, on the side, too, with a text and uh, you know, kind of with the, had the same message, um, you know, thanking me for bringing him up and remembering Denny. I mean, it's not, it, this stuff isn't playing, Tom. We just fire from the hip here. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, you got to recognize game. I mean, Denny had some, some great game behind the plate and you know, everyone will always remember, remember him. And actually Freddie also told me a story that another local, uh, umpire, I think his name's TJ Fitzpatrick. Uh, asked Denny Myers before he passed away if he was allowed to use the actual two call moving forward after Denny retired, and, and he gave him his blessing. So uh, apparently that call is still living on in the in the Roxburgh Maniunk uh, Little League Baseball uh, you know, leagues here. So, wow. so it's good to hear. Yeah. Roxborough Maniunk, the home of the signature strike two call. Yeah, 21st Ward, baby. That's awesome. All right, so uh, we've been getting a lot of comments, and if you have a comment or uh, something that you'd like to talk to us about on the show, please leave that comment, like or share anything that we do, and we, we love your feedback and we appreciate you giving it to us, which brings us to our next segment. If you do have a topic for us to talk about, please either text us or message us on uh, social media, and we will bring it up. We received a, a topic to talk about, Tim, and this is something that definitely bothers me. But the topic was people on their speaker phones in public. Have you ever had to deal with anything like this? I mean, I, I uh, self-admittedly, I, I am one of them individuals. That You're a speakerphone to... public guy. Well, I used to be an anti, like Bluetooth, like earbud guy. Like you know, I remember like being in stores and like someone would be on the phone and they'd be like talking to somebody and you'd think that they were talking to you and then you'd look and you'd be like, are you talking to me? And then the guy would give you the old, no, I'm on the phone. 
Yeah. Like you were like, the oh, asshole. I'm, I'm the asshole. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I don't know which I prefer. I mean, I've now like with conference calls and teams apps and all that stuff. Now I'm, I'm more so on the earbud kick now and they've become more regular, I should say more accepted. Um, but yeah, I, I sometimes go speakerphone, you know, if I'm outside walking around, I don't do it in a public forum when people are around, I kind of do it on my own. I sometimes can hear the speaker a little bit better than I am. I'm getting my, my old age. I'm starting to, my hearing's going and my Tim, my I get that. Going. The yeah. speakerphone I'm talking in like a, a, a common area where yeah, that's... people are, are sharing this. If Are you in Wawa? on a speakerphone and everyone can hear your conversation i'm certainly not thanking anyone in wawa vestibules <laughs> i know that we uh, know you're not thanking them <laughs> but at a gym at a i don't know anywhere in a in, in line at the store are you I've on seen, your speakerphone no i don't do that not in stores but i have seen people do this i've seen people that get on their speakerphone and they put i've seen women do this where they put their phone in their cleavage and literally talk as they're walking around on the speakerphone. Like, what is that? That's ingenuity. That's, that's <laughs> unbelievable. I've seen like women, like, um, uh, you know, certain religions, uh, Muslim. Oh, that, yeah. They put it they in had there. Their, yeah. They had the head wraps and then they put it in there and they're speaking on speakerphone. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's ingenuity or uh, it's just. Hey, I mean, it's a little ridiculous. Like, take the call, go in your car, go find a private space and, and handle your business. Yeah. And then, like, it's just ignorant. It's not something that you do. It's it's common courtesy, which I guess isn't so common anymore. I got to tell you, I'm big anti the earbud thing, too. Maybe my, my, my tone will change, but I don't have to be, I guess, on call for anything. Mm. But my brother walks around with that freaking thing in his ear 24-7 all yeah. the time and it's like dude what are you doing and he listens to shows on his thing like or, or books on tape yeah. all day all day i dude i literally cannot stand being on the phone um and my girlfriend gives me a hard time about this all the time but like i have like a 15 minute window like i'm in and on like dude i'm done like 15 minutes I honestly don't know how I do this with you for, for 45 minutes. Like, this is like excessive. I like, I'm starting to scratch and I'm like, I got to get off this goddamn podcast. Um, no, but it, it's ridiculous. Like anyone that stays on the phone for that long, because usually these, these speaker talkers, these people that are walking around with the speaker phone are like on there for like an hour plus. Yeah. Like, and they're talking about if, nothing. You see them in the public, you come back and they're still talking to the same person. Like it's the same conversation. You're like, what are we doing here? Get off the phone. I like, I want to save the other person from being on the phone for that long. And you they know? always look at you like, do you mind? I'm on yeah. the phone. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm in line behind you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I, I, I hear it. The topic was brought up. I, I'm kind of all over the place with this thing but yeah i'm more of an earbud guy handle your business in private you know like and you don't want to be anywhere when when someone's hearing you talk right like it's no. just ridiculous yeah. keep it private you know keep it in between you it's a call between you and the person on the other line not everybody else needs to hear your shit not only that if you got someone and they come in on the phone and it doesn't matter it's courtesy too to be like yo you're on speaker if there's people around hey you're on speaker just so you know you know what oh, i mean yeah. like that brings in a whole other dynamic yeah yeah well you've gotten calls before right where there's other people around you like, by the way you're on speaker yeah you know yeah. don't say anything stupid you know yeah. that you might that you might get caught for yeah tom's here don't talk about his podcast and how bad it is you know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> or how ugly he is <laughs> but so the uh the the one thing i would say is i'm pro speaker i'm pro speaker phone when i'm at home i can multitask when i'm on speaker because i can hear it yeah. i can do whatever i need to do i'm on speaker in public no way i even don't like to have it speaker in my car on very high yeah but like that's the other thing too like people that are calling you don't like they'll throw out like am i on speaker they don't like to be on speaker like nobody likes to be on speaker hey yes. let's <laughs> 
Sorry, like this is all I got for you right now. All right. Yeah. You, you gotta be on speaker. If you can't do it, I gotta hang up, and we're gonna have to do this a little later. <laughs> that's it. That's you're it. on speaker, gonna... or you're not on anything. Yeah, that's it. You want <laughs> you want my time. You get the speaker, and that's it. This is a conversation with us in the world. All right. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna speak. You're here to yeah. speak. Then you speak. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank. Um, well, do we say who we thank Wags for, for giving us that idea? If you have an idea for us to talk about, please send it to us, text or leave a message or a comment, and we will talk about it on the show. All right, Tim, big week, big week for, for Schmidt Lavelle, big week for Philadelphia sports. The 76ers has taken a 3-2 lead in their series against the Boston Celtics. It was not looking good the last time we were on this show, and something has changed in the Sixers, in their mojo, and I I think you know what it is. It's not tacos. It's it certainly has not been, tacos. If you haven't known about it, the taco crusade is in full effect. Not only have the Sixers not lost a game since the taco crusade started, the Phillies are also undefeated, Tim. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. I, I received a text message right before we got on the podcast today after the Phillies won their game from a certain uh, person that does a podcast with me, uh, letting <laughs> me know, letting me know that, that, that the Phillies were also undefeated since the, the taco tirade that I like to call it, uh, that you went on at the end of our last episode, which I was not consulted about. There was, you just went on your own with this creative content and I was not in the loop. So now I'm not joining your ta- your taco tirade. I'm out on it. You're but out. I hope you continue this taco tirade and the Phillies and the Sixers continue to win. That's all I have to say about it. I'm a little hurt, a little a little upset that I wasn't included in the whole taco bit. Because I like included. tacos. I like tacos. I want to eat tacos too. Tim, sounds like a taco date tomorrow for me and you, bud. No, I'm not. Because, listen, I, I can't just join in. It's This is your thing now. You have to stick with it. Oh, it's not our thing. Plus, too, no. if if you were to eat tacos tomorrow, and God forbid, you know, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh boy, Taco yeah, Tim I... is not so good. Well, Tim, I do want to talk about Taco Bell for a second, though. When's the last time you've had Taco Bell? Ooh, um, hmm. a buddy of, uh, yeah, I think I brought this up on the show before, but uh, a friend of mine owns Ball Birds Brewing uh, Company, which is up in Audubon, and there is a Taco Bell literally right outside like right on i think that's yeah it's on no it's it's on trooper road so it's probably about a month ago that i had some tacos i got a couple of beef and a couple chicken and got them to go yeah solid yeah i i i haven't had taco bell i want to say in eight years last time i had it was when when temple was playing notre dame in notre dame we went out, we watched the game, and then we were driving around after the bars. There was the only thing open was the Taco Bell. We went to Taco Bell, and that was the last time I've had it. And now, in the last couple of days, I've had several tacos. Mm. I will say this I thoroughly enjoyed the tacos and still do the tacos, the cheesy gordita crunch, the chalupa. I like the Diablo sauce the best. I think that's my favorite of the sauces. And a lot of people were saying to me, implying that there was going to be some bowel issues. You know, that's like the thing. Well, you're going to eat that. You're going to be in trouble. Tim, and I'm not trying to, without getting too descriptive, I've not had any problems with that. The problem is after I eat it, I feel like I just ate a bunch of, yeah, I, I get the taco sweats. I would say the Taco Bell sweats. And like, it's like, it's, it's oozing out of my pores. If that makes sense, that's how I feel after eating the Taco Bell. Like literally, all my meals for two of the last four days have been Taco Bell. Yeah, so everyone knows. I mean, it's a it's a it's smaller variation of what we like to call the meat sweats, right? Right. Yeah, like you go have a nice steak dinner. You know, you load up. Uh, you know, maybe you go to a nice Brazilian steakhouse and you hammer down a bunch of. You know, meats and yeah. You know. <laughs> have you ever have you gone to those? Oh the, yeah, oh, dude. Oh, yeah, that is the worst full 
in the history of your life. <laughs> I've had trouble walking out of those places. Ah, you can roll me out of those places. Dude. Yeah. It's yeah. They're, they're fantastic. I, I, you listen, I love a good steak and uh, those, those places. Yeah. You definitely walk out of there with the meat sweats. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to drink in those, in those um, you know, establishments too, as well, because you're hammering down just steak after steak and they got different variations and it's just it's a fantastic place it's it's heaven for me if, if you will but yeah like you said like you said the meat sweats they follow shortly thereafter if they don't start in the middle of dinner yeah but so even like the first day i was a little hungover from golfing the day before and uh you know i had taco bell and i just thought like you know whatever i could do this but so <laughs> we uh we we, we Wait, got this did you did you want to explain to the people why why you chose taco bell why are we doing taco bell for the, okay. for the sixers okay the, the reason why the story behind me choosing taco bell is i was at a party it was my cousin's uh technically my wife's cousin's um daughter's birthday party and so we were there and we're talking and somehow taco bell got brought up and I think it was in reference to something that we have talked about before, which was Chipotle. People were mm-hmm. talking about Chipotle and how the bowel issues from Chipotle were a real thing. But they seem to think that Taco Bell is the opposite. Instead of the go, it's the stop, if that makes sense, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. So sure. they were saying sure. how good Taco Bell was. And I was talking about how I haven't been to Taco Bell in forever. And so my cousin and I were talking about it. And I said, Taco Bell date. We got to go on a Taco Bell date soon. Like, I got to go to Taco Bell. Like, it's been too long, you know? So he was at the Sixers game, uh, game three, which they lost. And I was texting him back and forth and just, like, frustrated with the Sixers. And I started to blame him for the Sixers' loss. And I said, you are you did this, you did that. And I canceled our Taco Bell date. And so mm. the more and more we talked and BS, and then it, it became evident to me that what we needed to do was to eat Taco Bell. And once we ate Taco Bell, that would be the recipe for the Sixers. to They, they needed a new recipe, Taco Bell. Abs- yeah. Ring the bell. We'll ring the bell with Taco Bell, and it became a thing. Ah, the next thing you know time. on the show, and here we there are. There it is. Yeah, so, there we go. Yeah. So that was so, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Me and Cousin right. Chris. But so since then, we've had two two big games, uh, the Sixers winning both. The first game was a nail-biter that they won that would make the series even at 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. And then last night, I think maybe one of their best games I've seen in a while was the game against the Celtics. I felt like their game plan was working. I felt like they were using the picket roll at the, uh, like, um, almost at the foul line. Mm-hmm. You probably know a better term for that. But so... Joel Embiid was in his shot defensively. I thought they were disrupting the other players' shots a little better, so that it wasn't just a smooth shot. And um, they played well. Do I get the credit for that? Am I the one that did that? I don't know. Tim, thoughts on Game Five? What did you think of Game Five and uh, everything that went down? Yeah. So I mean, it's a it was a tough, tough task, right? The Sixers come back. They get the dub in game four. Um, I mean, by the skin of their teeth, uh, Marcus Smart hits a hits a three after the actual final buzzer goes off. Sixers win by one point. All right. Walk out of there, tied 2-2. Now you have to go up to Boston. Um, Boston's a tough place to play. You don't think you're going to be able to take two from the Celtics uh, yeah, up in Boston. And they went out and absolutely dominated that game from start to finish. Um, yeah, there are some moments during the game that, yeah, we're a little trying. You know, there's some spurts there, and you probably saw on the video me freaking out in, in my basement. Uh, you, know, with, you know, when you're up, you want to run your, you want to run clock. You want to you know, kind of work your half-court offense and, you know, towards the end of the game, towards you know, the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, and the, and the Sixers started getting a little quick. Um, they had about a 15-point lead, and they were taking shots, you know, with 18 seconds remaining on the shot clock. It's just not the way, you know, you, you hold a lead. 
Um, so, you know, every shot that you, that goes up gives the Celtics an opportunity to come down and score. And, um, but you know, that's not, honestly, that's not the story of game five. Game five was all about the emergence of Tyrese Maxey. Um, I mean, your star players came out and delivered, um, you know, John Bede, I think ended up with 33 points. Maxey had 30, Harden had 17, Tobias had 16, uh, Harden was a floor general um, from start to finish. He made the shots that he took. Uh, he just had total control of the game. Him and Joel worked that mid-range uh, pick and roll to perfection. And Bede had his shot from the elbow going down. He he was aggressive in the first quarter, um, and then it just it just built from there. And Maxi, yeah, we were waiting for a breakout game from Tyrese Maxi, and this was it. Um, yeah, we've seen this before from Tyrese Maxey. He has the ability to do this. He has the ability to be the number two scorer on the team. Uh, and that's what you saw on um, on Tuesday night. It was just – it was masterful. Uh, Doc Rivers gets all the credit in the world for for his coaching. Uh, push the right, be- right buttons. You have this Daniel House who has been sitting on the bench for quite some time. Doc decided that, you know, I, I watched the press game or the presser afterwards, and he had mentioned that he had a gut feeling, and this is what coaches do sometimes in the playoffs. They, you know, they look down at the bench and they see a guy that, you know, it maybe is a favorable matchup. And Daniel House, uh, you know, he, he said that he is an athletic type of player that has played with Harden in the past, and he felt like, you know, it was the right time to put him in, and he delivered. Um, that was no, the call of the game. I mean, yeah. putting him in, that was – he was well, incredible. Listen, let's not get carried away. He had 10 points. Um, yeah, but they he, were not big points. Yeah, he was a spark off the bench, no doubt about it. Uh, I'm not ready, like some people, to call it the Daniel House game. Um, <laughs> That's you know, a bit much. He had, yeah, he had he had 10 points off the bench, uh, which is something that's big because you weren't really getting much from your bench. Um, yeah, Dan Anthony Mountain hasn't given you really anything – um, you know, George Niang has kind of been hit or miss, you know, in the playoffs so far. And it's just, uh, it was nice to get that spark off the bench when you need it, especially when these guys need rest. So, um, it, the, the story here is Embiid, is Maxi, is Harden, your big three that need to deliver. And they went up to Boston and they absolutely dominated from start to finish. And we're sitting here at three, two. Uh, you have to have a closeout. Tomorrow night in Philadelphia, uh, the Celtics look like a team that's kind of dysfunctional right now. They There's no rhythm to the offense. It's a lot of isolation basketball that you're seeing from Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum. It's It looks it, it kind of looks disjointed. And their coach, Joe Mazzola, is just – I mean, he just – he seems like he's a little bit over his head right now uh, in the playoffs – and you know, Doc has taken him the task with with his strokes of genius uh, on the other side in, in terms of coaching. So uh, overall, just an unbelievable performance. And and they need this is the statement game that you needed from the Sixers, right? So in the past, we see this game go the opposite way so many times. Um, I believe the stat was you know in the last I think since two thousand one, the Sixers haven't made it out of this out of the semifinals. Um, you know, and then in game fives, away game fives, they were 0-12 in, wow. in game fives. And, yeah, this is the type of game that builds careers, right? Like Joel Embiid, yeah, he's had a nice career so far. But in the playoffs, this is when it matters. And he went up to Boston. He delivered in a big spot. And now it's time for him to close out. You got to close out game six and – you put yourself into the Eastern Conference Finals, and you can you can build off of this, man, and you have a lot of momentum. And honestly, you can probably point point out the exact moment when it really kind of took place was that P.J. Tucker hard conversation the other night in game four where, you know, Embiid was kind of – he was dragging a little bit, and P.J. Tucker ended up getting an N1 – made the foul shot and gotten in D's ass. Hey, we need you big man. Yeah. We need to get whatever we can out of you, man. This is the fourth quarter. Like this is, this is game four. It's a big moment, man. And, you know, he delivered an overtime and 
Yeah, it's just been meaningful basketball ever since uh, they they've played possessed since since uh, since that conversation. So hopefully it carries over into game six. Yeah, and he's he's also he got into a he he got into Paul Reed's ear in game one too, getting on him, yeah. making sure he was making those free throws when it was crunch time at the end, getting in Joel Embiid's uh, face to get him a little bit fired up, and Ob- Embiid has certainly responded last game. I'm thinking. Tucker's going to have a game and I'm not saying like a huge game, but I think this next game coming up, we're going to see a couple of those classic corner threes from him that are going to help put us away. I think there's going to be a player that comes out, not aside from our earth or maybe Harris has, has a bigger game with a couple more, a couple more points coming up in this one. Um, the, the play of the game for me was that, that block by Joel Embiid. Uh, later yeah. in the game, kind of to to keep our distance and and keep things going and the momentum in our way. Tim, do we need to close it out in Game Six? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, it, it's a must win. Uh, you're in front of your home crowd. There's no bigger moment than this one in the last uh, 22 years. I mean, the Sixers last were in the finals in 2001 against the Lakers, and that was the AI, a Allen Iverson years AI. There does, there's not a bigger game. Um, and they, if they don't win this, they have to go up to Boston again and win on their home court. And I do not want to see us try to do that three times because that's as difficult as it's going to get. Um, so yeah, you have to close out. Uh, these, these guys are, are wounded ducks right now, you know? Um, and the demeanor, and just the body language from from the Celtics team just seems like they're ready to they're ready to go. So uh, you put the bulletin in, in them uh, in Game Six, and you be done with it. And uh, let's move on to the next round. And uh, it looks like here we're going to end up playing the Heat, um, but we'll see we'll see how it plays out. Yep. So yeah, like you said, I think we have to win this Game Six. If you thought uh, Timmy and Tom pacing watching the game was bad for Game 5. Imagine a Game 7. That won't be too fun. I'll have two Chalupas in my hand, I think. Also, sometimes when a team is struggling to get over that hump, and they finally do, it's kind of like the floodgates open. The weight is lifted, and then they play even better, having the confidence and and really that monkey off of their back, and they say, okay, and and maybe we can see a run to to the finals and... Who knows from we're, there on? Tom, we're seeing this team finally grow up, right? Yeah. They're, it seems like they're starting to mature. Um, you know, Embiid, yeah, for, for what it's worth, we talked about his injuries in, in, in the past, right? He uh, he seems like he's finally grown into that, that championship caliber player. And, um, yeah, that game – that came last night was was a evident it was a testament to to that so hopefully hopefully they carried into game six yeah so, all right so hopefully the sixers can do it moving forward we will see um one of our comments earlier that we talked about was from mr me seeks the worst fans in sports Timmy, last night was the uh, the final dollar dog night for the philadelphia phillies and it made national news with how things were going What's become very popular at, at Dollar Dog Dollar Dog Night is throwing the the hot dogs into the air. Have you been to one of these Dollar Dog games yet this year? Uh not. I mean, I've been to plenty of Dollar Dog games, but not not any this year. Um, it, it's been quite the scene now from from what I've seen. Ah, there he goes. He, <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to bring that up. Number one fan. Yeah, uh, if you guys didn't know, we're playing the Blue Jays, and Tom decided <laughs> to put a Blue Jays hat on. <laughs> By the way, we just swept them two else. So go I'm very yourself. superstitious. But go ahead, Tim. These dollar dog nights. It seems like they're more college nights now. This was the fourth sellout in a row for the Philadelphia Phillies, and the tenth sellout in seventeen home games this year. So they're 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 packing them in. I think we've had three. Dollar dog nights in that time. Do they do that early on because it's cooler out and maybe it's harder to sell as many tickets? Or like I don't understand why why it's so early and not scattered throughout the year. I know that there was only like a handful um planned this year 
and I think there's like only two planned. And I think someone campaigned to have more added um, because listen, I mean, it's not a dog night. It's a, it's a fun night, right? You, you, number one, you sell out and you know, it's affordable and you go down to the, to the ballpark sometimes eating down there can get a little expensive beers are a little nuts and um yeah it's a major draw and uh <laughs> it's turned out <laughs> it's it's starting to turn out to uh to be quite the scene down there with these these dogs flying around pigs are flying left and right tommy <laughs> yeah if, if you haven't seen the video just go check out philly's dollar dog night on any social media site and it what looks like what was the wave turned into a wave of hot dogs being thrown into the air, which I thought looked pretty funny. Now there's going to be some people that get caught up in the crossfire of that and get hit. So you're hoping that no children or elderly get smacked in the face with a, with a dog, but you know, Hey, it's part of the price of going to the game. It's more of a college crowd. Anyways. Listen, at least we're not throwing up on fans, right? Where there's right. no fights. I, I mean, I take a glizzy to the face, you know, <laughs> I'm clipping that. <laughs> I know what I'm posting tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> oh, wow. Yikes. Oh, <laughs> Can we man. just let's edit that one out? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tim, you're finally going to get that camera time that you were talking about. <laughs> well, you know what? You're um, right, Tim. It seems like a fun thing, a fun atmosphere. Yeah, it's, it's No one's getting hurt, you know, so... They're paying for the hot dogs. What's the problem? I guess it is a cleanup issue for the uh, for the crew. But besides that, as long as no one gets hurt, I think it's a pretty funny thing. And uh, listen, they're selling hey, out. It's food, Tom. It's food. It's biodegradable, right? Yeah. I mean, they don't have to technically clean it up. I mean, birds will probably eat it, right? Like, yeah, it'll it'll go it'll go to good use, I guess. <laughs> All right, Tim. So. One last thing on the Phillies. Ranger Suarez will be joining us this weekend in Colorado. I'm excited to have his arm back in. In Zach Wheeler had a, a good game today. Hopefully he's turning. Are around. you do you do you play for the team? Well, I mean, I'm basically on the Sixers now. I mean, uh, we'll no, see what you, happens. You said Ranger, <laughs> Ranger Suarez is joining us. That's like we're. We're going to be out in Colorado, and he's hanging out with us. Is that what he's doing? Uh, you know, uh, Tim, I'm sure you're aware of how good of a, a coach I am in uh, yeah, five-year-old yeah. coach pitch. Yeah, and yeah. let's just say uh, I've been getting calls, you know. <laughs> so either way, like I said, Ranger Suarez is going to be joining us in uh, Colorado. In mm -hmm, a couple yeah. of, we're, we're all part of the team here. Philadelphia is one big team. That's why I always sport the Philadelphia gear. So, yeah. I'm excited to have him back in the rotation. I know he's excited to be back. He's going to be hopefully a big help to us. I would say in a playoff situation, he's my second best arm to go to, at least the one I, I trust in a clutch situation. Last playoffs, if you look at that, he was the guy that I thought performed maybe the best of the pitchers. So him, Wheeler had a great game today. Nola had a decent game yesterday. Two out of his last three have been – fairly decent hopefully we're turning this thing around in 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 the uh in the bullpen or in the uh for our pitchers you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah i mean look they they went on a nice little streak uh they won I believe five in a row and then right after they they dropped four in a row it, it you have to get con some consistency and it's it's more so the pitching than anything the starting pitching that's really kind of is killing us, uh, killing, killing the Phillies, I should say. Um, it's, you know, timely hitting also. Yeah. Trey Turner has gotten off to a notoriously slow start. Uh, it's been, it's been kind of brutal. Uh, look, he's not hitting 215. You know, it's not, we're not in Nick Castellanos territory last year, but you're paying a guy all that money. I mean, he's making way more than Cassianos is. Uh, he's getting Bryce Harper money, and you expect him to do Bryce Harper things. Uh, you know, widely considered, you know, an MVP front runner. Uh, just haven't seen it yet out of him. He's been fine, solid in the field, just not delivering at the plate. So he's a bat that we talked about in the beginning of the season that you're going to have to rely on, especially with um, with Reese Hoskins out. 
So you're not getting that production from him. Uh, it's coming from from mostly, you know, the other spots of the lineup. The kids are starting to cool off a little bit. Boom. Um, Bryson Stott, um, you know, Brandon Marsh, they're, they're starting to come back down to earth a little bit. But, yeah, that was kind of expected. But they're still maintaining, like, right around that 300 level in terms of average. It's just, yeah, the pitching is what's killing you right now. And you need more innings out of your starters and less runs given up. And you got to give your, your your hitters a chance to to deliver for you. And uh, that's kind of what the, the bugaboo has been so far. So just a game under 500 right now into May. Um, yeah, the schedule is going to start, start getting a little bit easier and, uh, you know, hopefully they turn it around and then go on a, a little bit of a run here. Yeah. I'm feeling good that they will. I feel like they're going to go on a little bit of a road trip here. I think we have Colorado and then San Francisco after that. So hopefully we can get, a uh, get, you know, some, some wins out there and, uh, come back above 500. Uh, Tim, as we were talking about before, when you said you would take a glizzy to the face, I said I was going <laughs> to clip that and put it on there. Now, there has been some issues, and I've been getting some feedback about the clips we've been posting, Tim. And some would say that they're a little Lavelle friendly, a little a I, little more Lavelle than Schmidt. Is is that something you've noticed? Extremely lopsided from what I've seen. Um, now, it's just curious to me as i'm the one that has the degree in electronic media editing film things of that nature that i offered to to help out with the editing you know with the production say of the schmidt and lavelle show and i was firmly denied no 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 i can handle that and (laughs) it seems as if most of the clips that have been going out on the on the internet here have been mostly of Mr. Lavelle. Maybe I'm not that funny, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, I felt like we've we've got a good thing going here. And yeah, most of the clips I've seen are, are pretty much of of the brainchild of Mr. Tom Lavelle. So <laughs> I mean, the people are asking, what's going on? I thought it was the Schmidt and Lavelle show, not just the Tommy Lavelle show. It's I, the Lavelle and Lavelle. We tried that show before and it didn't work. So I I I don't <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully I can get into the producer's ears and we can get some some Schmidt clips out of it. So we'll see. Well, there's definitely one being pulled tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> Tim, if I if I have been biased in my my clip posting, I certainly apologize. You know, on the on the Schmidt and Lavelle show, we are just trying to put out some funny content, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. If um if the fans want to see more Tim Schmidt, then more Tim Schmidt they will get. Glizzies everywhere. Glizzies <laughs> to everyone's face. Schmidt glizzies. All right, Tim. So, um, as as we've talked about before on the show, I have a uh, a house that I'm I'm trying to rent out, and all this work needs to be done, Tim. When I try to get some work done at my house, I'm a little over my head. I'll tell you a quick story. I, I am fairly handy. I finished my basement that I'm sitting in right now. Okay, put up all the drywall. You know, spackle, paint. Is that what that's? Is that what that's called? <laughs> what the sheetrock, the drywall, drywall? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was called something else. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, am I saying it wrong? So, I've done some electrical work. I moved a gas line, a hot water heater, plumbing in the in the bathroom. Put a bathroom in down here. Mm. Plumbing is my least favorite, I would say. But so. When we moved into this house, I, I I came in and I had to fix up some things. It was an older house, and I hung all the blinds. I did all this other stuff to change the doorknobs, yada yada yada. I just yada yada yada. So my uh my father in law came over one day and he's walking down the steps and he's a big guy, big man, and he's walking down the steps and he grabs the guardrail and puts I guess all of his weight on it and rips it out of my plaster walls. Right. And the guardrail is now hanging there loose. This is probably the second week we lived here. Oh, that was that was hung up there wrong. Uh, They they must have. Of course, it was the guardrails fault. It wasn't him. It wasn't him putting all, you know, 300 pounds of himself on that freaking thing, forcing it down, whatever. So then I go to try to fix it. 
it's a plaster wall. It's not like simple where you just kind of fill in these holes. It's not the sheetrock or drywall or whatever you we want to call it. And I'm getting frustrated. I'm trying to get it fixed. I go to the hardware store. They say, oh, you need this thing. I try to do that. It's not necessarily working out. My wife comes to the top of the steps and she looks at me as I'm struggling, as I'm pissed off. And she says, well, some people just aren't handy. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Not handy. <laughs> your, my, your, your wife might as well have been talking to me because that is me in a nutshell. Because I am, I am not handy at all tom tom i uh currently uh we have no bathroom in in this house right now we uh found a leak and uh the plumbing is is all jacked up and you know we're talking about redoing the bathroom and uh, yeah that decision has been made and we started the process and yeah right before yeah they started unplugging everything i guess (laughs) I guess uh, unplugging the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, uh, my brother is a contractor. So, you know, he, he came over and evaluated the whole situation. And I, I asked him, I said, Chris, uh, can I still go take a shower real quick? And he's like, yeah, why? I was like, well, I don't, I don't want the tub to, to fall, through, <laughs> fall through the floor. And he looked at me. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, what? I said, it's leaking, right? Like, can't I, can't like the water just, I don't know. Can I fall through the ceiling? And he's <laughs> he's like, dude, you are, you are the worst. I'm like, so I can take a shower, right? And he goes, yes, you can take a shower. This isn't you the still money. still up there nervous? Like he's you were like, going to fall through? I don't know. I mean, after he you know, made me look like an asshole, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I figured that I, pr- I probably was on the safer side to take a quick shower, but I mean, he's like, "This isn't the money pit, dude. It's not going to fall through the the fucking ceiling." Yeah, I mean, dude, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, you know, like all the 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 jokes. Like, you ever hear the restaurant jokes? Like, oh, go get me a a kettle of steam or a bucket of steam or you know stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like, right. My brother can pull that joke like, hey, go get me a, a tool out. Dude, I, I have no fucking idea, dude. I got nothing. I I wouldn't even know where to start. Do you and, think the caution wet floor signs are so that you don't fall through the floor? Or yeah. Slip yeah. It? <laughs> it, it's it's foreign to me. Uh, you know, I used to make the joke like, oh, yeah, I got a degree and I'm going to get a nice job so I don't have to worry about that stuff. I'll I'll pay you to come and fix it. I don't have to worry about that shit. And my God, dude, I'd be lost if uh, if I didn't have my brother. Holy shit. <laughs> well, a good a good handyman or a contractor is is hard to find. And it's definitely a, a value to have around someone that knows what they're doing. And, and, and even if you somewhat know what you're doing. They're like I, I started to feel like, man, I'm I'm getting pretty good at this stuff. And there is something to it that is very rewarding. You're doing the work, you're putting up, you know, you're putting up the framing and everything like that. And it's kind of cool as it's coming together. It's almost like a puzzle. But so then there's that guy that like knows what they're doing. And they come in and you're like, Oh my God, I'm a fucking what are you, idiot. What are I you suck. what are you doing here, yeah. dude? They're like, uh, well, you should have done this. And they start saying words you don't know. It's almost like talking to a mechanic. I'm like, talk like what you are with this is me talking to a, like a mechanic. I have, I have no clue. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're always like, so what's, what's wrong with your car? And I'm like, <laughs> it ain't running, bro. I don't fucking know. It's like That's that, why I brought it it's to like you. That, it's like that Meineke commercial. It's making this kind of noise. Yeah. The, the. <laughs> Whatever. I said, there's a couple things. Someone asked me today uh, if I was into cars. And I said, you know, about once a day, you know, I, I get into cars. But so I know that when the the light comes on for the air pressure in my tires, I know that the check engine light comes on to check my gas tank to see, to make sure that that is screwed on tightly because I heard that that is something that can go along. And I know to get my oil change and all that stuff done, fairly regularly so that my car will run well for a while that's all i know besides that i know nothing yeah i'm i'm right there with you brother cars contracting pretty much anything leave us out (laughs) yeah yeah speaking of cars tim um a lot of a lot of uh 
cars being towed in the Roxborough area lately, and it seems to be like there's a lot of uh, construction work going on. Have you been dealing with any of this construction and anything going on in your neighborhood? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> on top of getting this bathroom redone, the uh, the city decided that they are going to dig up our street, which, again, I have no idea what they're doing out there. There's some sort of there's poles or some some pipes on the fucking ground, <laughs> but they put out like codes. They put out codes on like Saturday up and down the street. And it says like, hey. Uh, move your car by monday at 7 a.m and like dude i walk out and there's there's a tow truck on the street just like towing cars up and down the street just moving shit i'm like dude what the what is even going on right now like it looks like i i don't like there's no communication like hey by the way we're replacing your gas pipes on you know on this date it's just there was cones up and down the street, both sides of the street. And uh, if you didn't move your car, it got towed. And this now, is a one lane, two way street, right? Correct. Yes. Wow. And yeah, and it's crazy. So parking on the both on both sides, right? So, dude, it was it was pretty wild because I give it credit to to the city of Philadelphia. They didn't tow our our cars to the impound lot. They just towed them off the street into like empty parking spots, which is pretty solid. So oh, wow. did your car if, get towed? No, no, I was I was able to move it, but oh, God. um, it was just it was just kind of interesting. They just moved them off the street and just it was pretty quick too. Like the tow truck tow truck drivers were just moving cars left and right. It was pretty uh, excellent work by them. Well, kudos to them because I feel like that could have been something where they easily capitalize on that, take it to their lot, and you owe a lump sum of money to get your car back. You know. Sure, but uh, sure. Tim, uh, uh, around my street too, this construction has been going on for about two years, and it's driving me crazy. I'm sick of the construction. They're widening the road, which, when it's done, I guess it will be good. I don't know. At certain points, I'm like, well, where are they going to widen this? There's a house there. You know, they can't make it go any further over than it is. But coming out constantly to the guys in the yellow things, you know, waving people on, and it seems like I'm always the last car. You know, they're always like, uh, uh, you stop, you know, don't worry. We got a hundred cars coming the other way. You got another 10 minutes. So check your phone and we'll let you know what's going on. The construction is driving me crazy. Will it ever be done? I don't know. seems like once it's done, they start another one, the block over. Well, it's that that whole, like, I know what you're talking about. It's the Ridge Pike area, right? Right where, uh, I guess, What's that? The Union League golf course and Barron Hill Road, all that stuff right there. That's it. And it's incredible. When they started that project, I said the same thing. I said, what what is going on? Because you saw like all the trees getting cut down and you're like, dude, what what is going on out here? Like they're really (laughs) they're just like cutting trees down. Like what what is going on here? And then all of a sudden, like they start digging and I guess they're widening the road. And then there's there's a there's definitely a cemetery right there. There's like, right. They're digging into the cemetery. There's like headstones like like right on the edge. Like there's going to be dead bodies popping out of there. (laughs) Yeah. uh, They might come to get us, you know, you never, I mean, it's, it's certainly, it's certainly needed because that whole stretch is brutal. Like, yes, it is from, from like two 30 to like six 30. It's, it's backed up all the way to st phillips and it's like there's no way around it either like because they and and it's snowstorm forget it forget it in a snowstorm yeah it's 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 hell getting out of roxborough maniac right now like going up ridge pike doesn't work because of the new construction and then going down green lane is a is a nightmare dude it's single lane all the way to to 76 and people just try to come out the side streets like Baker Street and like Silverwood to try to get back onto the road and cut everyone off. It's dude, it's bumper to bumper from probably 7:30 to like 9:30. It's just it's brutal, dude. It's so oh. bad. And then on top of that, all the construction that they're doing, there's dude, there's apartment complexes going up left and right, which means more cars coming in than Maniunk and Roxbury. I sound like an old man right now because because that's literally what my dad complains about all the fucking time. Um, 
but it's true though. Like, where are you putting all these cars at? It just—it's more. It's gonna be more traffic, and it's—it's brutal. Nightmare. Whatever. Whatever. All right, Tim. Well, that's gonna bring us to our final segment of the show—a new segment that we'll be doing weekly now, which is called "Name This Episode." This is where Tim and Tom will come up with a name for the episode that they will try to get the most clicks that they can get. So this episode is something to bring on clicks to get views okay we're not we're not necessarily naming it for anything on the show but we're naming it this show is called blank so that when people see it they're like oh well let me watch that tim would you like me to go first with the uh with the show name or would you like to go first with our show name i mean i know it's not supposed to be really relative to the episode but i think I pretty much named the episode in the first couple clips here with the Lizzie to the face. Tim, I tell you what, that was going to be my answer, too. So, for Mr. Timothy Schmidt, my name is Tom Lavelle. I think we've come up with an, a, a, an episode name, which will be Glizzy's to the face. How do you spell Glizzy's? G-L-I-Z-Z-Y? Yeah, I believe so. Tim, we'll fun to... fact about, uh, about Glizzy's. They were uh, the the term of glizzy was invented in the D.C. area. Becca uh, Little Kim used to use that as a as a rap album, and then in 2020 became a popular term for a hot dog. A glizzy is a is a slang term for a gun or a Glock. A glizzy. They used to use that in their in their rap albums. Did you know that? Did not know that. No. Yeah. So, Mr. Timothy, Mr. Glizzy in the face. Do you have anything you'd like to say to our fans out there that are that are watching the Sh- the Schmidt and Lavelleites? No, keep the keep the comments coming. And uh, uh, this one was for Chad. For Chad. I feel like I'm finally starting to understand what Chad is, maybe who Chad is or what. But uh, Tim, thanks for joining us on the uh, show. Wait, no, that's not what I say. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for actually letting me participate today. I really appreciate it. Don't get used to it. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. And like Tim said, please like, share, comment. We love it all. Have a great rest of your week and go Sixers. Taco Thursday. Taco Tuesday.